Shop with Teresa and Bree. My name is Teresa Reed. I'm also known as the Tarot Lady, and you can find me at www.thetarotlady.com. And my Robin to my Batman is Bree. Bree, you want to introduce yourself and tell people where they hey, can find everyone. you? Hey, everyone. I'm Bree Saucy, and you can find me at www.milagroroots.com. And we have an awesome show cooked up for you tonight, as always. Oh, yeah. We are always trying to bring the best in information for people who are running metaphysical and soul-based businesses. And tonight we're talking about a very squishy subject that I find often makes metaphysical business owners quite squeamish. We're talking about selling. Our show is called Selling Without Selling Out. So, you know, here's the deal. In order to be in business, you have to sell something, right? If you're not selling something, you're not in business. Yet, Bree, I think you and I can both probably say this. When it comes to metaphysical business, a lot of us get really uncomfortable with the whole process. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons behind it. What are some of the reasons that you feel that we get all, you know, sheepish when it comes to putting ourselves out there, putting our products out there, and selling our metaphysical services? Yeah, absolutely. And putting a price tag on stuff, too, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, so <clears throat> there's a lot of reasons. And I think that one of the biggest reasons is that there's this idea in the metaphysical community and the sacred arts community that we should give away our spiritual gifts and they should be free because mm-hmm. they're spiritual. Right. <laughs> I can't charge for my gifts. I hear that all the time, all yes. the time. I can't and charge my gifts. And sometimes people are told by clients, well, you shouldn't charge for this because it's a spiritual gift. But you know what? I've actually heard that come out of the mouths of people, like fellow tarot readers say that too. Absolutely. Like, this is a personal self-development tool. How dare you charge for it? So there's that point too. I think another problem, and this might be you know my way of thinking, but a lot of us in these types of industries which I find it ironic that we start businesses, but a lot of us are introverts too. And we don't want to come off like pushy or aggressive. So I think that also is another part of the problem. Did you ever experience that yourself? Oh, you know, very much so. I think that, um, you know, I tend not to be super introverted, but but I definitely came up against the whole like, how do I sell this and how do I make it clear that I have something for sale without feeling like I'm I'm just pitching it all of the time and I'm just, you know, totally like in everyone's face. I think that that's a real concern and I think it's a legitimate concern because, you know, there are better and worse ways to sell your stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, you know, sometimes, too, when you see people mm-hmm. who are really doing that, uh, like use car car salesman shtick in yeah. our industry, and there are people who do that who really market super aggressively. I think it kind of it, it makes you feel gross. It makes you feel like you're being slimed. And I, I don't know about you, but I I never like a pushy salesperson. In fact, I don't even like it if I go into the Gap and all of a sudden the the people are coming up and asking, "Can I help you? Can I help you?" It's like ah, let me let me like relax a little bit and look at these jeans, guys. Please back off a little bit. Totally, so, totally. <laughs> so I do think that is um, I think it's a problem. So these are these are hot button feelings that we feel. But I think tonight's guest is the one 
the only one who can help us with this. So, Bree, why don't you tell me? No pressure here. (laughs) Girl, you know. Mm. Bree, you want to tell us? Save the planet. (laughs) Yes, you're saving. You're going to be saving our metaphysical planet. Yay! So, um, exactly right. Bree, you want to give So, we have a guest with us tonight who is helping entrepreneurs all over the world. Thank God. Get their fear, get over their fears, and learn how to sell while still remaining authentic. And I was just talking before she got on the line, I was talking about how authentic she is, and it's really true. Right on. Erica Liramark, and for those of you who are looking at that last name and thinking, how do I say that? I want to say it right. It's Liramark. It's a business confidence and sales expert who helps entrepreneurs go after and get what they want. Through her online program, The Daily Whip, Erica has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs do amazing things like land book deals, score national press opportunities, and add multiple figures to their bottom line. She is also the author of an awesome book called Think Like a Stripper. Teresa and I have both read it, and we love it. And it's really awesome, especially for metaphysical people, I have to say. I think there's a lot of stuff in there for us. Business Lessons to Up Your Confidence, Attract More Clients, and Rule Your Market is the subtitle. Get ready to get the lowdown on upping your profits, guys, because that's what we're going to do. Welcome, Erica. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm excited to be here. I, and Yay! I've already warmed up. I just got back from another uh, speaking gig like 20 minutes ago. So Wow. Right. You're prolific tonight. I'm very prolific. They're like, why are you leaving? I'm like, I got another gig. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's one of the reasons we really love you too, Erica, is that you are out there and you are working it, and that is something that I'm a workaholic. I always admire people who are uh, not afraid to go out there and really um, put the effort into their businesses. So that's one of the reasons why I adore you. So um, the first thing that we want to Uh, talk about is that we've given a few reasons why we think soul-based business owners tend to shy away from the whole idea of sales. And I think the first thing always when it comes to anything, we have to change our mindsets because if you have a lot of fear lurking around, I think it really shows up in your business. So could you share some of your thoughts on how to overcome some of those mindsets? Yeah, well, I think um, as you're talking, and it's no surprise because you're such a hip-hop queen, um, Jay-Z pops into mind. <laughs> and if you can Google this on YouTube, he was um, he did a, a, a master class on Oprah, Oprah's network, own network, and he was talking about how rapping and rhyming and poetry had always come so easily to him, and he couldn't understand that he could get paid for something that came so easily to him because when he was growing up his mom had like two or three jobs or something and so work really was work and um, you know he felt uncomfortable about having this amazing gift and then making money at it as well because of the story that he had told himself and my belief is that each and every one of us have an amazing gift that we are born with, and that is like God's gift to us, the universe's gift to us. And basically, like, here's, you know, here's your unique gift that's unique to you, and only you can deliver this, and this is how you are going to support yourself on the planet, on your planetary experience. Here's your gift. Now it's up to you to, to go out there and sell it. 
And so each of us already have this inside, but I think what happens with people who are um, gifted in the metaphysical world is that, um, again, it's that same thing of like, this comes so easily to me, this is so natural for me. And, you know, we have such big hearts and, and want to, to share that, that gift with people. And, um, you know, it's not like metaphysical stuff is traded on the stock market. So right. it's not really seen, you know, as a legitimate business in some people's eyes, even though it truly is. And, um, you know, so when you look at people who are like artists and, um, uh, you know, songwriters and singers and TV personalities, you know, they have the same gift. It's just in a different way. Like I was watching um, on Comedy Central the other night. I think it was a rerun. My husband had recorded it, but recorded it, but it was a um, uh, roast, comedy roast on on Comedy Central on for James Franco. And I was in the best mood. I laughed my ass off when I was watching it. Like I was laughing so hard, I was crying. And I thought, what a gift! Like what a gift that these people are bringing to the world. And these people are all getting paid very handsomely for this mm-hmm. gift that they have. Mhm. Right on. Yes. So what are some other mindsets that you think might prevent, you know, someone from selling their services successfully, particularly in our type of industries? Well, I think the other thing, too, is that um, even though these these kinds of these gifts and offerings have been around forever for a lot of people, it's it's very new to them or they're, you know, they're new in this experience. And I think, again, of approaching it from a place of developing relationships with people, um, helping people understand what it is that you do, making sure that, you know, you're really clear on the problem that you solve for people and why people specifically come to see you. Um, I know that with um, Teresa and Bree, I both use their services on a regular basis, and there's also another lady that I use, um, Grace Quantock, and I, like, literally rotate between the three of you. I'm <laughs> like, who am I in the mood for today? Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what my mood is, and you all have very different gifts. Um, and different talents and the way that you deliver it is, is totally different and I enjoy each and every one of them. So um, I think of, of really understanding like your own style and understanding that, um, you know, there are people out there, like if you come from this, this place of cu- customers for life, is that if you take the time to cultivate a relationship with people, and I've, I've cultivated a relationship with these three ladies over the last two years, and, you know, I can't imagine going elsewhere, like I'm such a loyal customer. And I think also coming from that place of I'm not here like for a one-time gig. I'm really a part of people's success plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the Jay-Z story that you told because I think, you know, I think that's the other side of the whole spiritual gifts should be free storyline that's so prevalent in this community. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot of people who, who are busting out of that. You know, there's a lot of people who are who are hearing that and saying, no. No, that's that's total BS. But I really like I like that story because you know it it almost seems like what's at the root there is that you have a gift, and if you don't see that it has value and worth, then you're you're not seeing your value and worth. You know, right? Even, exactly. Even like example, yourself. one of my gifts is that I'm super bossy. And <laughs> I am not kidding. Like, I have been bossy since I was little. And it's a gift I have because I know how to motivate people. I know how to get things done. Like, I don't put up with BS. And that's very useful for building a business. Mm -hmm. 
and I know how to like motivate people and motivate the troops. And it's not, I mean, I mean, there's an art to being bossy. Like the, you know, the best bossiness is like, Oh my God, I didn't even realize like I'm getting boss. Like how did I get roped into this? You're like, I want some more of that, please. More bossing. Yeah. And so I asked myself, well, how can I get paid for this? And I really had to think about it. And that's part of like where daily whip comes into place is that, you know, I'm good for like getting you jump started and getting you going because I believe that everybody has like everybody knows what it is that they're supposed to be doing, but they're just not doing it, and which is why they're feeling confused about things. And so, like, I'm a great jump starter, and I'm really, really clear of what kind of coach I am and how I do my best work. Mm-hmm. And that's a gift. Like, that's part of my gift. There's other coaches who love working with clients one on one. They love long term relationships. I'm like in and out. Let's get them in and out the door. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, yeah. It's like a drive-by. Totally. I used to joke that I was going to open up a, um, a drive-through called the Transformation Station. And I love that idea. Through, <laughs> they would drive through on their lunch break, and it would be like a pop-up window. Like they'd drive through, they'd tell me what their problem, and, I'm, and I'd get them going and out the door. And like the next, next, next. It's kind love of like it. Lucy Van Pelt with her little uh, stand that she had out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you mentioned that you're very clear about, you know, what kind of coach you are, and I think clarity is very important. Um, in addition to the clarity, what advice, what kind of groundwork would you recommend that people have in place uh, when they start their business to really ensure that they do smooth selling? Well, I would actually say the opposite. Don't ensure smooth selling. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody emailed me. <laughs> Um, and had asked me a, a question about, you know, she's doing a new launch for a new program that she's launching, and and uh, she said, you know, I just really want to nail it. And I emailed her back. I said, you won't nail it, so just give that up. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm on my 18th launch, and uh, I'm still learning things. And so that's part of it. Like, if everything was smooth, if everything went according to plan, we'd be bored. We'd never learn anything. And, um, like, that's where our best growth comes from when we're challenged with things. And so I incur- I always encourage people, like, just to get out there and just screw it up, like, completely screw it up. But the fact that you're getting out there, like, you'll quickly see what works, what doesn't work based on not so much on what, like, what other people are saying, but about how you feel. And that's so important is to check in is, like, does this make sense to me? So an example, like I hate elevator pitches. I cannot stand them. I've had like over 300 of them. They never work for me because I can never describe what I do in 60 seconds. And um, I'm just way more into building relationships. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I told you the speaking event that I was at earlier tonight, there was a dinner afterwards. And uh, the woman that I sat down next to, um, I said, you know what? I really like you. Can I have your card? And I'm going to go home and friend you on Facebook. And, um, and, you know, I don't know where that relationship is going to go or if she'll even accept my friend request. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, you know, it's a really about I, 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 being yourself. And that is where most people, you know, in business is all of a sudden they turn like this, you know, awkward Annie. Uh-huh. And they become this robot when it comes to selling. And selling really is no different than having a conversation. Like you're helping people um decipher whether they you know they they have the problem that you solve and then if you're a good fit for each other right on nice i like it so so how how should like when you say like check in with your feelings 
um, as you're, you know, as you launch stuff, as you let it out there, you put it out there in the world. How how should you be feeling? Like, what what's an indication that you're headed in the right direction, and what's an indication that you may need to revise? Because for a lot, I mean, especially a lot of our listeners, they may be just starting to sell or just starting to even put their services out there. So for their for you know, this is their first time, their virgin voyage. How should you know what what says okay, you're getting warmer, and what says mm, maybe we need to go back to the drawing board. Well, I think surrounding yourself with with people that you love to hang out with. So um, somebody had asked me for my business card, and I said, actually, I don't have business cards because I never use them. And if I, you know, and it's like if I really want to connect with somebody, like I'll just get their phone number. Yeah. And or like the lady I asked her, I'm like, can I have your card? Luckily, she had one. <laughs> but um, because like I, I, you know, I think of for myself, like I love the internet world. Like I. Love it, I love it, I love it. I like do like pretty much zero in person networking. If it's if I'm at an event, it's because I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't really go to events, or I'll go to like happy hours, or I just go hang out with people. And um, so that's what works for me, and that's where I always have the most fun. Um, I do love to go to conferences because there's a different energy that that happens at a conference, like you know, like a conference where you get on a plane and you go to another city. There's a different energy that happens at a conference versus at a networking event. So always checking in if you feel like the oddball there, like it's probably not your crowd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's super helpful. Yeah, that is really helpful because you know I've gone to some networking events and. Where you know, I thought, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to be around a bunch of female, you know, entrepreneurs. And then all of a sudden, I get there, and you start mentioning, I, you know, I'm a tarot reader, and you could just see some of the people look at me like, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, excuse me, I have to go over here now. Well, I get the same <laughs> thing when I, you know, I tell them about my book, Think Like a Stripper. And right. Like, oh, see ya. I'm like, okay, bye. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and you know, you know it's, I can really vouch for that because it was when I was working the first time that I worked with you, Erica, that I had the realization that for me, my clients, I really wanted my clients to be friends. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to be friends with them. You know, I wanted to see them as people that if they were in town, we would go get a drink together. And that doesn't work for everyone. That's not like necessarily the model. But for me, when I, that one really small realization, made a huge difference in my business. It made a huge difference in the attitude that I had about it and in the bottom line as well. Well, that and that's exactly how I, you know, shifted my target market away from identity um, uh, based on, like, where they live and what kind of car they drive. And, like, that stuff does not work for me at all. And I moved it to affinity, so I thought, like, what are the core values we have in common? Like, what are the things that are really important? And so things came up like, um, you know, they're into sustainability, they're into creativity, they probably shop at a, at a local foods co-op or Whole Foods, they probably do yoga, um, they've probably kind of always felt like they never fed, fit in, like they've always kind of been a, been a square peg, um, trying to, you know, through society's standards, so they're, they're kind of like rebels or freaks or oddballs or, um, yes. uh, you know, they're just, they have, they, they're, they're more edgy, um, you know, like they, they want to positively impact the planet. Um, they love to break the rules. Like they've always been kind of a, you know, a rule breaker. Even if they've never done it in their mind, they've always been breaking the rules. So those kinds of things, like versus like, oh, she has this kind of job and she does this kind of thing, et cetera. Yeah. 
So what, what kind of exercise would you recommend for people to come up with that kind of information? Because, you know, a lot of us, we do the client avatar exercises that other coaches recommend. What would be something that you – how would – how would people be able to flesh that information out like you just described? Well, that's exactly what I would say is write down who do you want to hang out with. Aha. Uh-huh. Not who you want to market to, but who do you want to you hang, want to hang out, with. out with. So that's now my, client. Was, my, my, my example was, and Erica, this was totally, again, it was working with Erica. I realized, and I said this before, I realized I wanted to be able to sign off on an email to a client who had just paid me hundreds of dollars with XOXO. I wanted to be able to sign off with hugs and kisses, and I wanted that to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, for example, because I, di- I, mean, I did this exercise three years ago. I got really clear of, like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I, you know, in order for me to be successful in my business, I have to really want to hang out with my clients, and um, I actually – you know, I like when I travel, a lot of times I actually go stay with clients. Like I'll, you know, like, oh, you have a guest bedroom? Can I come visit? You know, like, yeah. oh, you have a fold-out couch? New York, here I come. And so I will, you know, when I go to other places, if if there's a client that I know that lives or that I, that I feel like we have a, you know, a deeper connection with also, I'll just ask them, like, hey, can I stay with you or do you want to hang out? Mm-hmm. And um, like I went to New York City this summer and um, one of my friends, Julie, uh, has a rooftop deck in her uh, building, and I was like, hey, let's have a party at your house. She's like, okay. And so I invited, like, all my New York clients to, to show up to that. And, like, that would have never happened if I was concerned about, like, what kind of car they drive or what they do, right. do for a living, et cetera. So it really shifts things, and it really is that easy as who do I want to hang out with? Because I really believe that the most successful businesses are when there's no differentiation between uh, your work friends and your and your home friends, and you know like there's no dividing line between like now I'm at work or now I'm not at work. I mean it's 8:20 here, and I don't feel like I'm working at all. I feel like I'm having a conversation with two of my very good friends. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So it's like having a conversation that it's not like the energy of sales, sales, sales when you come from that mindset. No, and you know, like Teresa, like when I was, I had one offering, and I was like, hey, are you coming to this or what? Like, what's going on? Right. <laughs> and you're like, blah, 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 like whatever you said. And that is, again, like all of your client interactions, it's like when you when you have clients that, like that, you do your best work. And even when I worked in commercial real estate, um, it wasn't quite like that where I was going and hanging out with my clients, but I'll tell you that uh, even when I would go to court to evict somebody, we'd be sitting in the courtroom and we, we'd be sitting side by side mm-hmm. um, because I had developed a relationship with them. So everything in business is about relationships. And I know that Teresa and Bree have been so generous and referring people to me. And so if you hang, if your customers are people that you love to hang out with, it's so easy for them to refer you because it's like referring a friend. Like they trust you, they know you, and they love you, and it's a really simple thing. Totally. Yeah, and, you know, that makes business easy, too, when you have those relationships and people do refer you because uh, I love referring people to the people that I love to work with. If I love working with somebody, I'm a loyalist. I will stay with you forever. I'm like the dog that will follow you everywhere. Uh, You know, so uh, my work with you is so fantastic. I'm always telling people about 
your services because it's been the most effective coaching experience that I've had. And it's very easy for me to say that because it is coming from a place of experience and authenticity. And I think that, again, when we're coming from that place, then it's not like selling at all. It's just like, oh, hey, here's this information, blah, blah, blah. And it it really feels better and it doesn't feel sleazy. Don't you agree? I agree, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And do yeah, you think well, that's so- I, mean, I love the I love the way of talking about it like a conversation. And you know, you had mentioned Erica, you know, the rightness of fit, and and I so find that. You know, I just had a client earlier this week, and it was clear she had purchased something, and it was clear that she had not understood the way that I worked, and what I could and could not, or would and would not do. And I and I immediately refunded her money because the thing is, is that if it if the fit is off. It just it it really just goes downhill from there, and and so thinking about it like a conversation and like can we be friends? Are we gonna get each other? Or like are we going to offend each other right off the bat? Or is it gonna get touchy? I mean that really is you know again especially if you're doing with our kind of work we tend to go deep and we tend to get very personal right? Like people come and they tell you stuff that they that they haven't told anyone else, and so. That that level of that level of work requires intimacy and trust, and I think that the way that you get it is exactly like you're describing. You have a conversation, and you really want to say, like, here's what I can do. Is this right for you? Yeah, absolutely. There was a um, a woman who had emailed uh, our main email address today because I have a new version of my super popular program, The Daily Whip. And um, she'd emailed and had some questions about it. And so I answered her questions and I said, um, uh, and I gave her a sample call recording that I had done. And I said, hey, if, you know, listen to this. And if this energizes you and motivates you, then you should definitely hop on board. And if not, then maybe one-to-one coaching is what you're, is what you're looking for. And it's it's, again, it's about coming from a place of you want to make sure that it's a good fit for everybody involved. Yeah. And you, you know that that's really important too when you start talking about the good fit, the good fit stuff because one of the things too in our industries is we are all very different in the way that we deliver things. And being able to stand out and show who we are, our personalities, how we work is incredibly important so that people do make the right decision, again, that makes sales effortless. What is your advice about, you know, standing out in a sea of people who are doing the same work as you so that clients really do get a feel for your flavor and to make sure that you're the right person for them? How would you advise us on that? Well, I think it comes from really understanding your personality and the things that make you kind of weird and quirky. Um, So Teresa, (laughs) (laughs) I thought weird. (laughs) Her quirks are, uh, you know, she's definitely into hip hop, which I love, and also like, you know, um, Teresa's reading stuff very, like, very fast and furious. It's like, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? And, you know, she's very, very quick. And, you know, Brie is, is more conversational, and it's just it's a, it's a different vibe, and it's, it's mm-hmm. like, like a totally different flavor. And the, the experience that I have with Teresa in person, like just what she said, like, we're going to be on time. Like, I know she's a time Nazi, and you better not be late, or you are in trouble. 
Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. that's exactly how her, her readings are. They're very intentional. And not that saying that Bree's re- readings aren't intentional, but they're just, they're, they're very different. They're a little bit more, more casual. And they're still both like highly, highly effective, which is why I come back again and again to both of you. Um, but I really think it's, again, it's like looking for that seamlessness. And it takes time to develop that, especially if you're just starting out and you're nervous about it. So, like, it's okay to be awkward and weird when you first start out, like we, and I certainly have been. And um, But looking for that seamlessness between what it's like when you're having a conversation with people, a sales conversation, versus what it's like to work with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. So, so really, kind of knowing yourself and and knowing your personality with with whatever skill it is that you're marketing, whatever skill it is that you're selling, and not being afraid is what I'm hearing. Also, like not being afraid to let that freak flag fly. Yeah, the more that you can do it, because that's ultimately that's why people do business with you is because it you know it's like they fall in love with you it's like that's why you fall in love with somebody in a romantic relationship it's because it's not because they're perfect it's because of their quirks and their idiosyncrasies and the way they make you feel i remember when i first started professionally reading and i was like you know i can only i had this idea that i could only talk about the cards and like I couldn't talk about fairy tales, and I couldn't talk about Greek philosophy, and I couldn't talk about, like, all the stuff that I had studied. I couldn't talk about music, and, you know, I couldn't talk about, like, geopolitics because it's a tarot reading, for God's sake. Come on. Uh-huh. And, uh, and of course, you know, that that is totally out the window now, and I talk about all of those things and then some. <laughs> My readings are way more conversational because we sometimes don't talk about the card that much. And um, But that is very much my style, and my people seek me out for that. Just like I know Teresa's people seek her out because she, they're going to be like, I'm going to leave this tarot reading, and there's going to be some awesome hip-hop song that I'm going <laughs> to have, and that's going to be my anthem for the next six months. Rock on. You know, what's, what's that, that, brings, that brings up something, too, that I think of, that I often think about is, you know, sometimes we're also we when we put ourselves out there, we're surprised at who is okay with the way we are. Um, you know, I, I remember when I was early on in my career, I always got this advice that, oh, you've got to sound professional, and oh, you shouldn't swear or this and that. And you know, I do swear. I say the f word. Um, <laughs> I'm into. I don't want to come off like I'm this highfalutin. Uh, person who is holier and more spiritual than thou yeah uh, so i've always no that's that's not who i am i mean i am what i am uh i'm very down to earth i say that word and you know i i watch game of thrones and i'm into trash television and i found that when i don't hide those weird things about myself i'm sometimes shocked at the people who are not turned off by that i i deal with a lot of clients who are ceos and into like real serious business stuff and the reason why they like me is because I'm really straightforward and that's what they're getting from the way I'm portraying my personality out there so that advice about that you have to be a certain way or act professional this is what it means to be professional this is what it means to be spiritual in the spiritual industry that's not true we can break rules um, and it's often shocking who shows up when we do well, I think that the only time to be professional is when it comes to pay your bills on time and show up on time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, you also do what you say you're going to do. Right? Pardon? Do, yeah, do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Right. 
Right on. That makes total, total sense. Um, I've got a question, too. So since we do talk about, you know, how people say, oh, you should be professional or you should be spiritual or, you know, there's a lot of people who've got these rules about you, what you should be, which, by the way, I hate the word should. So I'll, I think should should be banished from our entrepreneur vocabularies. But what do you say, Erica, to those people that say that you should charge for your gifts or for people who go around saying, oh, I don't charge for my gifts and who really put this shame, the spiritual shame vibe on those of us who do. How would you, what do you think about that? How do you deal with it? Well, I think, again, it's like you have to, um, you have to become square in your own mind about your financial worth and what you want to charge. And, you know, that's a place of, that's going to build incredible confidence when you're really clear of like, this is the value that I bring and here's what I charge. And other people uh, who say those things, you know, like that's fine for them. And it's, I think it's a, it's a really, um, it's a confidence, it's a confidence game. It's a game of confidence um, to be okay with people criticizing you and to be okay with telling uh, other people telling you, you should or you shouldn't do, you know, X, Y, Z. Like, you know, people had said to me, you shouldn't reinvent the daily whip because you've already had such amazing success with it like what are you doing and I'm like I have to because it's the next phase for me like and it's going to be a thousand times better I don't care how long it takes it's going to be amazing and so you know I just have to be okay with that and um you know it's it's like someone else's money concerns is is not your money concern right on that's a really brilliant way of thinking about it and I think if we adopt that mindset when somebody does try to lay that trip on us we can just look at it like we're minding our own karma, our own money karma. Mm-hmm. And also just not giving energy to it. I, I love that approach because it's like, okay, like if that's what you think, well, obviously you're not going to be, you know, we're not going to work together because I don't think that. And rock on with your bad self. Yeah. <laughs> you know? but right, and it really is, you know, I really see those things. Like anytime I'm, confronted with a conversation i have this internal reader that's like ding 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 okay here is here's a lesson for you this is a chance for you to grow and to learn and to become a better version of myself so i always take it as a personal challenge versus like well i'm going to show you and how dare you and Uh you know et cetera et cetera et cetera Uh now Teresa mentioned something earlier um, and I want to get your take on it because I've, I've heard you talk about this before, and I think it's I think you've got awesome ideas about it, like everything else. Um, but you know, there's a lot of people in our industry who are not necessarily not down for charging. Like they're they're clear on their worth and they're they're into charging for their services, but they feel shy. They're introverted. They feel shy. A lot of times, I mean, I can even see this on the website because it's like, you know, there's a beautiful page like describing the service, and then you're like, where's the price? Where, where's the buy now? But where's the button to buy it? I want to buy it, and and it's like there's no button, <laughs> there's no there's no price, and so you don't know what it is, but it sounds really good, and so what do you for people who are like I'm I'm too shy to sell, I'm too you know I'm too introverted. What do you hear that? And like, what is your advice for for that particular problem? 
Well, I think it's actually a disservice to not um, – it's, it's actually a disservice to people who want to purchase. Because mm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. these people are like, oh, I'm interested in working with you, but you don't seem like you're open for business, so I'm going to go elsewhere. Wow, I never thought of it like that. Yeah, like you're not looking open <laughs> for business. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a recovering introvert. I'm actually highly introverted. And I will say that getting out there and selling and networking brings up a lot of anxiety for me, which people never see because uh, I can get out of that mindset for work. But it's not easy, and learning how to overcome that has taken an everyday effort to put myself out there and tweet and blog and, you know, uh, network and have clients in my office. I think it can be very intimidating, and working through that and pushing through that takes a tremendous, tremendous effort. And, you know, Erica, one thing that I found is doing the Daily Whip with you, even though I've been in business a long time, it's still really you know, the work that we did together helped me to kind of push past some of that icky stuff. So, you know, I'd, I'd love for you to tell people about the Daily Whip because I know you've got a new thing coming up and how it can, how it works and how it can help people like me and Bree and other metaphysical people get over things like our fear of selling or our introvert tendencies or, you know, all the stuff that holds us back from being as successful as we deserve to be. Could you tell us a little more about it? Yeah, so back in um, 2006, I started coaching in 2005, and in 2006, I kind of recognized that my clients kind of all had the same stuff going on. You know, it was like a little bit different situation, but at the core of, of the the problem was always like the same basic stuff. And I was always thinking to myself, like, wow, wouldn't it be amazing to have like a daily like call-in kind of radio, like private radio program where you'd come and you'd get, you know, inspiration and motivation and you'd get like, you know, a challenge, like an assignment that day to, to, to go out into the real world and do that. And um, it wasn't until like really in the last nine months where I figured out how to bring that into the world because I didn't want it to be boring. Uh-huh. I didn't want it to be like, here are your six steps. And then they get to those six. I'm like, oh, crap, I don't have anything else to say. And so, <laughs> you know, I had to do a lot of field work. So, I mean, really, I've been, I have been working on the back end and creating this for the last seven years. And um, last January, um, I was talking to this woman, and I, I realized that, you know, she was like the perfect client. Like, it's like something like she just forgot how brilliant she was, and she was good at what she did, and she just forgot how brilliant she was. And I think that we can all we all struggle with that every single day because there's so many challenges out there. You know, it's like life is like one giant obstacle course. And yeah. there's so many different things for us to navigate. And we're so, you know, at the core, we're all so incredibly tender. And, you know, we need that inspiration and motivation every single day. And I thought, well, how can I deliver this, in, you know, into the world where I could be helping thousands of people every single day versus just like one-to-one as I was working with clients before um, I also believe that there's incredible power in group energy when everybody's kind of like, you know, working in the same challenge. We're working together as a group, you know, being successful as a group. And rather than seeing each other as competitors, um, you know, seeing each other as competitors in a, in, in a way that like if you win, I win. Like everybody benefits when somebody wins. Like everybody benefits when someone wins a sale. And, um, you know, I think of like the metaphysical world of like the more, the more it gains in popularity, 
the more the more customers you're going to have. Like the more mm-hmm. like your competition does great, the more it's going to just build credibility for your for for your business. And so um, I also wanted to offer it like an incredibly um, no-brainer, like super easy price point, so that no matter what someone's income was, you know, if they had a big biz- a big dream for their business, that they would be able to access that. And again, I couldn't figure out how to like work all these pieces together. And then over the course of the last nine months, you know, a lot of like checking in, a lot of like deep personal inner work with this. I'm like, how am I going to do this? A lot of meditation, a lot of writing, a lot of you know, intuitive um, type things coming through and, and, and hiring my own um, coaches and mentors to, to help me through this process. And um, last, uh, let's see, was it in August, I was like, I got to do it. It's time. Like, I just got to do it. It's got to happen. And so within five weeks, my team and I pulled this together. And um, it's like, seriously, like the thing that I've, I've never been more excited about anything that I've ever done in my business because I figured out a way to give people um, access to working with me at a very low price point. And also the other part of my fantasy was, um, you know, some people fantasize about sex. I fantasize about business <laughs> fantasies. <laughs> think and, alike. Um, That's why we love you. <laughs> right. My business fantasies. And um, is that, you know, customers for life. So we talk about, because like, I hate it. I hate it when a course would end. And I was like, oh, I got to know everybody so well, and, and now they're, like, gone. And I just love working with people for large amounts of time and, like, really getting to know people and being a part of their being a part of their business plan and being a part of their journey. And so I finally figured out a way, like, when someone pays this, this fee, this entry fee, it's like buying a ticket. And once you book your ticket, you know, you're, you're in for life. And every time I offer the Daily Whip, um, it's going to be a brand new experience. So, like, think of like going to a movie. Like, you kind of like know the basic structure of a movie, but each movie is unique. And so, for each daily whip, it's going to be a totally unique experience. With, and there's going to be challenges and prizes that you can win because I'm super competitive and I love to win. And um, you know, challenges and, and prizes that you compete against other entrepreneurs with. And um, and like I said, and then once you're in, like the next time I offer it up, like you get access to that one too, and then the next one, and the next one, and the next one. So because it's it's you know you can have br- great breakthroughs. Like maybe some of you have had great breakthroughs on this call, but you know by tomorrow you're gonna be like, oh crap, where's Erica? I wish she was here. Like I wish she'd mm-hmm. with me. Well, you come to the Daily Whip, and guess what? There I am. So. <laughs> Um, you know, success is a long-term gig. It doesn't happen in a weekend workshop, and there's nothing against weekend workshops. Um, but when, when we talk about personality, like, I love to marry my clients. Like, I don't want to just, like, date them for a weekend. Like, I want to know them forever. And um, so that's why I created this, this new format, um, and that's that. And if people want to sign up, they can just go to dailywhip.com. Yep. Yeah, it's worth it. And I'm really excited to be in this next round of Daily Whip because Me too. I certainly like getting my motivation cracking and you know, again when it comes to things like sales, it's always nice to have some other eyes on what you're doing so that you can really continue to hone and refine your selling skills. Don't you agree, Bree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I think again, you know, the thing that I love about Erica and, and the thing that I love about working with you too is I think that there's a lot of people out there who, you know, are, are coaches who, uh, you know, on the back end, like, the, you don't feel like they're really rooting for you 100%. Yes. You know, there's, there's a little withholding and that is just, 
the exact not experience that you have with the daily quip. I mean, you know, like from day one, I was just like, she is totally for real, and she absolutely wants every single one of her people to, like, go out there and soar. And, you know, sometimes that's really what you need, more than, mm-hmm. you know, like, even more than, like, a particular piece of information. You just need to know, like, there is somebody out there, and they are 110% invested in your success, and they believe in you. And that's right. the exact experience that I wanted to create on a much larger scale. And, you know, don't, when you come to the, the Daily Whip, um, I give you my um, Hustle Your Business Bootcamp course for free. And um, it's not a guided course, but you get all of the downloads. There's 24 lessons, and it's my exact system um, that I teach on selling. And, you know, I'll show you exactly how I uh, did these free 15-minute business whippings, and I made um, over, well over six figures in the, my first six months of, of being full-time at Daily Whip. And so, like, you know, there is that back-end information as well. But there's also, um, I, I think the more important piece of it is really is, is like staying in the game every single day. It's like football players, like they got to go to training camp, they got to go to the gym, they have to work out. Like they got to be in the field every single day playing football to um, to keep their game good. Oh, right on. Because, you know, you can get stale. You can find old ways of doing things and stick with it because of the comfort zone and learning how to continually refine and hone your selling skills. And to keep up with technology and all the different ways of doing things is really important. So we, we have to seek out that education uh, through something like Daily Whip or coming to the shows like we're doing or other programs that are out there so that we can continue to evolve. That's really what it's all about. You know, we're coming near the end of the show, and I hopefully um, left enough time if somebody wanted to ask Erica a question, because uh, we do have a, a lot of, I see some very familiar faces on the line. If somebody would like to hit star two and raise their hand to ask a question about selling, um, I'd like to encourage you guys to do it now. Hit star two. Otherwise, we're going to continue to talk Erica's ear off over here. So if anyone has a question, star two. Raise your hand. We are here. Erica is here for your questions. Don't be shy. See, we're introverts. I told, oh, somebody actually somebody raised Somebody's brave. Hand. Okay, so let's see. Who who do I have on the line? You're from Richmond, Virginia? Hi, this is Lainey. Hi, Lainey. I'm being here, and I'm really excited to talk to all three of you. Well, we are excited to have you talk to us tonight. What is your question for Erica about um, selling? Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give a little bit of transparency. I used to have an industry in line with Miss Erica, so I Woo-hoo! understand the hustle. But I sucked at it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I realize now, years later, after I've retired, that that was my failing. And now that I'm in business for myself, it's coming up again. Oh, my God, I suck at hustling. Mm-hmm. But what I've noticed is that I unhustle. If mm. I'm sitting here, oh, I'm talking to you. I just made this. It's really exciting. It's really great. It's so cute. I will sell something like that. But I don't know how to draw that out of myself because I don't even realize I'm doing it until I have somebody closing the sale for me. And it's it's it's, mm-hmm. it's I'm kind of oblivious about it. So So what do you mean they close the sale for you? 
I like I I talked to a girlfriend who's got a toddler and I I make toddler hats and I said oh my mm-hmm. god I just made this hat it's so adorable where's the picture of it I show her a picture of it I want it what <laughs> I haven't even put it up on my website I just took pictures of it ten minutes before I didn't even have a price on it and it was sold and so why don't you just do that all the time just say look at this cute thing I made <laughs> I'm shy. I, I get that introvert and I get shy and I bring it up to, to people I don't know, even if I'm friendly with them, because I, I feel like I'm being pushy. Okay, I, I so if they have a toddler, of. toddlers have to wear, what kind of hats are they? Um, it's like a little beanie, so it's, it's, it's good for everything but really, really cold weather. Okay, so they're... Just so think of it this way. It's like if you have something that's really cute, you're actually being mean to somebody who has a baby by not sharing your toddler hats. You're being mean to babies. You're being mean to babies. babies. (laughs) So do you want to be mean to babies? No, we don't want to be mean to babies. And we don't don't want to be mean to me or my baby because I'm not selling anything. So yeah, that that's that's I need I need I know I need a reframe is what I need. Yeah, I need to look you need at a it like the service. So the, okay, here's the other thing too is that you don't have to sell. Like hire someone to sell for you. Mm. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Give us yeah. like an can you give us an example of that? Yes, that would be great. <laughs> I would love to hear an example. I'm having a blind moment. Oh, me give you an example? Yeah. yeah. Hire someone, like, of hiring someone, like a sales rep. Okay. Who will, like, go into, like, a Doors store for you and, and say, cons- hey. Like, there's, yeah, there's people who do that for a living. You need to carry hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I feel I can get this opportunity probably talking to a handful of my repeats who are much more social than I am. And say, bring your child in with this hat on. <laughs> Go take this bag with you, and talk it up for me, and probably offer a commission or. I mean, it's like the same pot. thing. Like for me, like I have zero, de- like I don't have zero desire to do bookkeeping. Like you don't have to be good at everything in your business. Right. So if if selling does not speak to you, you're like I don't want to do it. Like hire someone else, delegate it. Like I have a bookkeeper, I have a CPA. I have an attorney, I have an insurance person. Like, I have no desire to learn those things. Definitely. All right. Well, that is it. I, I, have, I have things to think about and sit on. And okay. I can so, delegate. I can do, I, I can do it. I've done awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah, there, there's so many different ways to grow a business. And, again, you don't have to be great at everything. Like, I'm, I hate accounting. I hate it. That is really, really good advice. There are certain things I hate to do, too, and there's no way I'm going to do it. I'd rather, like, pass the buck to somebody else because, you know what, then it saves me aggravation. Then I can focus on what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And so if you're great at making beanies, then you should be spending the majority of your time making beanies. Most definitely. Well, thank you for you're welcome. taking my question and having this call. You're and welcome. thank you for raising your hand. Yeah, okay. thank you. All right, we have time for one more quick question. If somebody's got a quickie, 
If, they got, <laughs> if you want a quickie with Erica and me and Bree, hit start. Bree, some quickie. This is, this is your only, well, maybe not your only chance, but who knows when you'll have another chance. <laughs> I think we, oh, we, okay, we have Hillary. Harry is raising her hand, and this is my this is my my girl Hillary. I call her Trillery, just so you guys know. Hey, Trillery. <laughs> Hi, guys. Can you hear me? We can. We can. What, is your, what is your question for Erica? Well, I don't really have a question. I'm just coming on here to pimp her stuff. Not that oh. she needs help. <laughs> You're so sweet, Hillary. <laughs> You need to get hustle and you need to get the daily whip. If you're scared, if you're feeling vulnerable, she will help you. I promise you. I'm taking my second round. So, Woo-hoo. Hillary, Thanks, you want to Hillary. tell us how you became better at sales from working with Erica? Because I think, you know, when people hear this stuff, especially, again, in our industry, we've got a lot of people who are new to business or introverted or, you know, they, they're afraid to charge for their services. How did you feel that WIP helped you to get over yourself? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> there's so many things. I think it's all about action, like small steps every day to make bigger steps. And that's really, it's really accountability is what did it for me, where it's just like, okay, I'm going to take this one small step and call one customer or mm-hmm. book one client, and that turns into more. But you can't do everything until you take that first step. Right. Beautiful. And that's my whole philosophy. And and it's a great philosophy. every day. Yeah. And, and, you know, for sales, getting comfortable with doing it is baby steps. You know, you're not going to be overnight. Again, you're not going to be overnight an instant extrovert who's out there selling like Jerry Maguire. That doesn't happen. It takes time to get comfortable with the whole process. And, you know, your program really does help people with that, Erica, and we, me and Bree and Hillary are all testament to that Daily Whip does work for people in our field who do struggle with this whole sales thing. So, Hillary, I really want to thank you for raising your hand and giving that really awesome shout-out to Erica. Thank you, thank can you. I, can I just add one more thing? Yes. I don't even consider myself an introvert. I consider myself an extrovert, but when it comes to money and asking for the sale, I become an introvert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I That's very common, though, in our industry. I have to say that in, for people who do tarot readings, I think a lot of us are like that. Anytime I've worked with people also, very, very common. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But thank, thank you, Hillary. You. Thank you, ladies. Thanks, Hillary. Thank you. So we are now coming down to the last few minutes. Um, So I just want to thank Erica. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to work with us tonight at Talking Shop. And give us, again, a quick moment to let people know where they can find you and how they can work with you. Uh, Just go to dailywhip.com for all your business whipping needs. Yes, and you guys can follow Erica on Twitter. She is also at Daily Whip. That is her handle. Um, Bree, why don't you tell everybody what awesome show we have. This next show is coming up real quick, guys, so pay attention to the date. Tell, tell everybody what we're doing next month. Yes, Mark, October 9th on your calendar. We are going to be talking with tarot reader Donna Lee Della Rose, and we are talking about podcasting, how to do podcasts with class and finesse, 
And Donna Lee is, I mean, she runs one of the most awesome, bestest ever podcasts on tarot, but really goes into all kinds of other stuff, too. Um, it's between the worlds, right, Teresa? Beyond worlds. Beyond worlds. Beyond the worlds. Beyond the worlds. Um, Donna Lee is amazing, and we love her. And she is, you know, podcasts are another. We had Cher Ross on here earlier in the year talking about video and video technology and why it's important. And I actually, it was so funny, I just got an email in my uh, box today from a marketing group that I subscribe to, a couple of guys, and they were like, we're coming to the podcast party. We know that we're eight years late. And so, she's, uh, you know, it's not too late. Podcasts um, have been around for a while, but, you know, there are people who are just coming into that world now and who are really rocking it, and it can be an amazing way to leverage your business and to meet new clients. And, and as Erica has been talking about all night, you know, it's just another venue where you can provide information and form real relationships. And that's really, like, if you're going to do this kind of business, that's what you're doing it for. So this is going to be awesome. Right on. And podcasting is a great way to educate people about our industry. If we want to be understood and not feel weird about what we're doing, it's a great way to do it. So you guys definitely want to tune in. So once again, thank you so much for attending another Talking Shop. The recording will be listed for you guys. Be sure to tune in next month. Uh, my name is Teresa Reed. You can find me at www.thetarolady.com. Bree, where can they find you? I'm Bree Saucy, and you can get you can find me at www.milagroroots.com. You guys have an awesome night. Thank have a great so night, everybody. Thanks, Thank Erica. Bye. Bye. Bye.